You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. For everything, for everything indie, for everything cults, it's the Blue Horseshoe now. Here's your host, George Bremer and Ryan Hickey. And welcome into the midweek edition of the Blue Horseshoe Podcast. Ryan Hickey and George Bremer here with you. All right, so in the preview pod leading to the Steelers game, George, we did mention this is kind of the Colts' last stand to keep the fan interest around for this season specifically. Could you try to make a run and a last-ditch effort to a playoff run? Clearly, all those hopes at 4-7-1 are dashed. So now I think it's very fair to kind of start turning towards the future, turning towards the offseason, and that's going to be a, a big weight and a big focus on this specific podcast in terms of possible trade partners for the Colts as they right now sit at pick number 14. If they are going to get a quarterback, if they are going to somehow get themselves into the top five and the top three, could a possible trade be available? We'll discuss a few options as well, including which quarterbacks the Colts could take as the Athletic did drop their first mock draft for the 2023 draft. I'll tell you who the Colts are projected to take right now at pick number 14. Jeff Saturday did own up to his timeout usage snafu on uh, on Monday night. Does that help or hurt his standing at uh, with the Colts locker room? And also, too, the Colts obviously have a big hole at head coach, George. Right, That's obviously a big uh, topic we've been talking about all season long. Is there one head coach that I think Colts fans would like that's maybe almost having too much success and kind of almost taking yourself out of the running for the Colts head coaching job. So as you can see, we have a very loaded midweek pod for you right here. So George, with that said, even though we're still in season here, this is the first time in a long time where you can kind of already be in season, but already start kind of looking ahead. Like it's a weird feeling, um, but it's something that's honestly not very enjoyable. No, really, I, probably since 2017 around here that, that you were able to, you know, this early in the, in the season, just kind of back it in. Maybe 2019, things fell apart pretty badly in the second half, but I still think with five games to go then, they were still in playoff contention. You were still, there was still a chance, you know. Um, now, yeah, playing out the string. Um, and and really, we, we've talked about it a lot. I think the, the schedule that's left, there's a lot of games that could go either way, but at this point, there it's a tough schedule for this team. I mean, you look at, the Cowboys on Sunday, obviously, that's a massive challenge. The Chargers coming in on a Monday night game, that should be a massive challenge. The Vikings on the road is a massive challenge. Uh, even the Giants, you know, we, we've talked about that being a winnable type of game because the Giants are sort of, you know, who they are. But 
one thing the Giants have done all year is find find a way to win, which is definitely not the case with this team. So that's for sure. You know, I think all of those they'll be underdogs in. You know, the only game left probably that, that they have a shot at, at being the favorite probably will be is Houston at the end of the year. Right. So, um, yeah, and you're really just kind of sitting here um, counting the days and until the draft, honestly. You're 100% right about that. It's You're right. They lost. I mean, they've lost the benefit of the doubt for a while. But, again, especially when you lose at home the way did the Steelers. Like, again, like you said, there's just – even some winnable games, there's no reason I think the Colts will kind of put it all together, even though they have at some points this year – and win some of these games. So like I said, now as we start to kind of look ahead towards the future here, obviously everyone kind of looks towards the draft. Right now the Colts are 4-7-1, only 14th overall pick. I don't know about you, George, that's not really a position that sounds like you're going to get your number one guy at quarterback, right? Whether it's Bryce Young, whether it's C.J. Shroud, whether it's Will Levis, that does not sound like a spot that you are going to be able to sit at and be able to kind of draft the quarterback you want the most. So with that said, I think it's also a good time to kind of start looking ahead and maybe starting to identify some teams the Colts should be rooting for. Because, again, now that the Colts season is over, why not start looking at other teams and say, okay, maybe these scenarios break your way, break our way. Maybe this is a potential trade partner. We were talking off-air after the post-game pod on Monday. I wanted you to bring this up because this is an idea that you have that I have not heard anywhere else. But I think the Colts fans, there's one specific team they should kind of be looking at and rooting against the rest of the season because that could be a team come draft time that could be a, a trade partner with the Colts. What team is that, George, and why? Yeah, Chicago Bears. I mean, you're looking at a team right now that surprisingly is is sitting in the number two hole. And I say surprisingly, not by what expectations were at the start of the year, but they're on a five-game losing streak. They were three and four uh, not that long ago. And, and at that point, the number two pick in the draft was not on their radar. But, uh, you know, if the season ended today, the Bears would pick second. So, uh, I, I think you're looking at a team there that that feels like it has its quarterback in in, in Justin Fields uh, is unlikely to draft a quarterback has a lot of other holes you know on that roster a lot of other holes on that roster and might be interested in a deal you know sure they could fall in love with Will Anderson uh, pass rusher out of Alabama who a lot of people think is a generational type of guy um, but they also could say outside of quarterback, which is not a position that they're probably going to jump at. There's no one spot that, that's worth more to them than, you know, multiple picks. So right. I think that'll be a really interesting situation to keep an eye on. Obviously, if the Bears are ultimately in that number two hole, um, they're going to have a lot of bidders. I think it's going to be a situation where if Chris Ballard's still the general manager, he's going to have to swallow hard and, and do something he hasn't done and get into a bidding war. Uh, but I definitely think it's something to to keep an eye on because the Bears are very intriguing if they're in that two-hole. Absolutely. Like I said, you have a relationship in terms of Ryan Poles being a former you know, Kansas City executive, standing with Chris Ballard. Obviously, their head coach, Matt Eberflus, is very familiar with the Colts being their former defensive coordinator. So it's like there's connections already there naturally, right, where you think channels of communication could be open and you are right. Like if you're the Bears right now and where you are, where Justin Fields, you mentioned the five-game losing streak and it's surprising. It's also surprising because this like last month, six weeks, Justin Fields is playing some of the best football of his career. And now a lot of it's on the ground, but it's like he's playing really well and it still doesn't matter because the Bears still losing games. So it's like they have a quarterback that's developing. They have, as you could just tell, a million different holes on defense, on offense, where even with Justin Fields playing some really good football, they still can't figure out to win games. Now, if you're the Bears and you're sitting there at pick number two, is Will Anderson, is a left tackle, 
is a wide receiver at number two more valuable than, let's say, trading back to where, even though the Colts right now are at pick 14, the, you got to imagine with this schedule they have, like I said, Cowboys, the Giants, the Vikings, the Chargers, like those are the, out of the five games remaining, four are most likely losses. The only win left is the Texans. So let's just say they win one more game into five wins. You're probably sitting at pick, I don't know, let's say nine or 10. So let's just say for argument's sake, it's 10. If you're the Bears, we'd rather have pick number 10, maybe a first round pick, probably a first round pick next year. And like I say, a second round pick, or would you rather have your, your number two overall pick and just sit there and then just, you know, have pick two and then probably 34 with your own second round pick. Like you are in a position where when you have your quarterback and you have so many other holes to address, trading back is really the only option you have. Like, I don't think it, it makes a lot of sense to draft, sit there at number two and take whatever, you know, the best players available when you can get more value and get a few extra high picks in order to kind of build, you know, your franchise up. So if you're the Colts, I mean, I think Colts fans should absolutely now forget, you know, just in, in watching the Colts, I can watch a lot of these Bears games. Like, I know Aaron Rodgers was on Pat McAfee show earlier this week, and he was talking about how he plans, as long as he, you know, feels good, he's going to play, and he plans on playing this Sunday against the Bears. That's great news. That's great news. You want the Bears to keep on losing. If you're number two, George, for me, like, the, the quarterback, I think that would be perfect for the Colts. That the, the really right now, out of this draft class, the only quarterback I feel really comfortable in taking is Bryce Young. You put yourself in number two, and you give your chance. You know, you give yourself one shot to where the Texans, if they for whatever reason don't like Bryce Young, figure out will punt one more year on the quarterback situation. You are one pick away or one mistake away from the Texans, or you know, screwing up, and you could have Bryce Young in your team. I'm in. Yeah, no, I think at that point you start spamming Nick Casario. You know, hey, he's only six feet. He, <laughs> he had that shoulder injury. You know, whatever you can come up with. Uh, to, to try to convince him that, that Bryce Young's not the guy. Because I'm, I'm 100% with you. Um, I don't know there's anybody else in this draft that, that I look at that I feel really confident will be a, a good, you know, above-average starter in, in the NFL. There, that doesn't mean nobody else will develop. But there's nobody else that right, right now, from based on, on what you've seen them do at the college level, you feel like they're going to be that kind of guy. Um you know, I think the other option with the Bears is that they do fall in love with one of the quarterbacks in the draft. I doubt it, but given the situation that they're in with the GM and the head coach who were not there when Justin Fields was selected, uh, you know, it's possible that that they look at one of these other guys and say, you know what, Fields has been hurt both years we've had him. Uh, we're three and nine with him. Maybe you move on. I think that's a less likely scenario given that. Uh, I think we've only seen it happen once in, in NFL history with the Cardinals uh, and they were yeah. proven correct because Josh Rosen was That's not true. the guy they should hold on to. Um, but, and, and so I highly doubt it, but I think, I guess I, I'm bringing that up because I think that's more likely in my mind than them sticking and picking it to. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Right. I, I'm with you. Like you said, maybe they fall in love with Bryce Young and they don't trust the Texans either to make the right call. And it's like all of a sudden, like you said, you, he falls in your lap and you're there. But right, I would take right now Justin Fields over any other quarterback outside of Bryce Young. I would take obviously Bryce Young, but it's like Anthony Richardson, Will Levis, CJ Stroud. Like 
none of those guys enamor me or have me feel good about the Colts' future with them at quarterback compared to, like I said, how you feel about Bryce Young. If we're talking about a possibility where, look, the Colts, we at least for me, I've been on Team Tank really since, you know, really since that Week 7 loss to the, to the Titans. And for at least a few weeks, it seemed like the Colts were on that same page as well. And now you hire Jeff Saturday, bring Matt Ryan back, and they're 4-7-1. You're too late to tank, right? They're sitting at 14. You got way too much, you know, ground to make up, if you will, uh, to kind of get into that top five on your own. Like I said, if, if you can kind of keep rooting for the Bears and have the Bears um, be in a situation where they don't – they want to keep Justin Fields and you want to get picks to build your team, that's a tremendous trade partner. Like I said, there's already kind of natural lines of communication open between the two franchises that really can help the kind of Colts – get the quarterback they want while not having all the losses as well, which would be just absolutely massive for this team. And you look to yeah. George, the rest the of big the caveat though. I mean, the big caveat there is you're going to have to, to be in love with at least one of the other quarterbacks. True. Cause you can't, you can't give up the, you know what it's going to cost. Uh, and so it'll be interesting to see because you can't count on, you know, getting your guy there because you'd be at two. So, that I think is is there's a lot of moving pieces and I'm sure things will be a lot different by the time we get even to, to January 9th and, and the season's over. Um, but I think it's going to be really interesting uh, to keep an eye on the Bears because I think they're the one team, you know, if, if you are a fan out there that, that's on the Will Levis train or you're on the CJ Stroud train or the Anthony Richardson train, the Bears are a team that can guarantee you one of those three guys. That's a good point. Like I get so enamored and you think, oh, you're one pick away from Bryce Young. But you make a, a, a good point, George, because at least for me, I got to rein myself in because, right, if they pick Bryce Young, you're sitting there at number two. And you look at what the 49ers did, you just go back on Preston when they moved up in the in the 2020 draft from 12 to three, they gave up two first-round picks. And they kind of felt comfortable with multiple guys. They ended up taking Trey Lance at number three when it was Trevor Lawrence, one, Zach Wilson, two. You, you have to fall, whether it's Stroud, whether it's Will Levis, you have to have – a, a ton of conviction where if Bryce Young is not the guy, we feel uber comfortable giving up at least one extra first round pick. So you got to think you're not trading up and giving the, uh, giving the bears your first round pick, you know, swapping ones and then giving them like a, a second round pick. It's going to have to be another first round pick. You would think to trade up from in the ballpark of let's say area 10 to, you know, pick number two or three. And you're hundred percent right. You have to have strong conviction that whether if, if Bryce Young's not there, Whoever is there, you feel comfortable. They can also be a franchise guy, which we know Chris Ballard. Discredit, the one thing he has been is stubborn in terms of he's not going to take a guy, just take a guy. And that, I think, philosophy, again, is going to hold true and ring true and really needed to uh, hold true this year. Where, again, if you don't like anyone else outside of Bryce Young, maybe you got to get creative. Maybe it's Trey Lance. Maybe it is Justin Fields. If you kind of hear rumors and thoughts that the Bears may, you know, stick a number two and pick a guy and kind of hit the reset button with a brand new GM, brand new head coach. But either way, like I said, you have to have some sort of strong feeling on another guy outside of Bryce Young because the odds of him being there at pick number two, while it is the Texans, and fingers crossed, you know, we've known them to make mistakes before, They it's almost too easy of a layup, at least right now, to go anywhere else but Bryce Young. So well, a few other thoughts here, George, because maybe pick number two is either too expensive or maybe, you know, the, the Bears aren't willing to trade. I think in a few other teams that maybe the Colts could look at here uh, in terms of trading up to get a, a top, you know, five-ish pick, I think the the Seahawks right now are holding pick number four. Now it's not their pick; it's the Broncos' pick. So you want to keep rooting against Denver? That could only make you know Seattle's uh, slot higher. And if they like Geno Smith, like they're in the middle of a playoff race right now with Geno Smith, maybe that's a a team where they say, you know what, we like Geno. We're not you know quarterback um, 
depend or we don't really feel like we need I have to draft a quarterback this year. We've seen John Schneider in the 13 first round picks he's had. He's made the pick eight times, three times he's made it, five times he's traded out. You know, it's not 50-50 for sure, but it's it's it shows you he's not afraid to trade down in the first round for sure. And the Eagles at pick number six have the Saints pick. So again, the Eagles right now, we know and seemingly Jalen Hurts is the guy in Philly. So if they want to again trade down, get extra value, that could be a team. But like I said, there are options. You know, the Cardinals and Packers both have quarterbacks and seven and eight. But again, you may not even be high enough at pick six, at pick seven, eight, maybe even pick four right now to get that guy you want. I think you're 100% right where the team most likely the Colts are going to make a trade. The team that you circle, I think you should still, if you're Colts fans, root against the rest of the season. Outside of watching the Colts, I think you should watch the Bears a lot. This has to be a team that you kind of, you know, keep in one eye on, checking the score every week to see as long as they're still losing, that could be eventually a meal ticket to get in the Colts franchise quarterback. Yeah, and I think Seattle's in the runner-up spot there just because, um, like you're talking about, they're in a situation with Geno Smith playing extremely well. Uh, they could add a, a really good piece to this team around him by making a trade like this, a couple of really good pieces uh, to around him. But also, I think in their case, they're in a unique situation where they could kick the can to next year and and get into the Caleb Williams sweepstakes. You know, sure. they could be a team that says, we'll, we'll go ahead and make this deal with, say, the Colts and expect that with a rookie quarterback, they're not going to – they're still going to be maybe a top 10 kind of a pick because – you know, growing pains and and other areas the Colts have to address. Uh, if Seattle might be a gamble worth taking, absolutely. You're saying, especially too, when you have the Broncos pick, like it's right now number four. I mean, this Broncos offense, one of the few offenses that make the Colts offense are competent is Denver's right now. So you got to think that's another one where they might not win a game the rest of the season. So that could be, you know, we could be sitting there, they could have picked number two or number three. So you are right there. Like that's, I think, the two teams to watch out for and root against be the Colts the rest of the season. It's the Bears right now, pick number two, and it's the Broncos who, again, who have their first pick goes to Seattle, who's right now sitting at number four.